Discussions surrounding taxes were front and center at a Saturday morning legislative coffee hosted at Manhattan's Sunset Zoo. With the session reaching the halfway point, the tax bills become the number one issue to be resolved before legislators depart Topeka in May. Senator Yusha Reddy serves on the Senate Tax Committee and says she expects more conversations to come as lawmakers work through different ways toward meaningful tax relief. I think uh, even though the House has um, sustained the governor's veto, it has resurrected in, in Senate. So we're still going to be talking about it. And the reason that's so important is because there are so many good pieces to that bill. State Representative Kenny Titus says the tug of war on the issue stems from Republican leadership wanting a single rate tax, while Governor Laura Kelly does not. But with Kelly wanting to increase baseline budget increases by over $1 billion, Titus says the question is not if the state can afford a tax cut, but rather how much money the government should spend to achieve this. What I'd like to see is a tax cut that really targets the middle class, because when you crunch the numbers, a single rate plan was better in the long run for middle income earners. The governor's plan doesn't really do much for middle income earners either. So I just picked a number in the middle. Your family, two parents, two kids, you make $80,000 a year. The difference between the single rate plan and the governor's plan is about 60 bucks. Friday was the turnaround deadline for bills to advance from one chamber to the other or be shelved for the session. Lawmakers will resume their work on Wednesday. An Ogden teenager was arrested over the weekend on child sex crimes. The Riley County Police Department arrested a 16-year-old male at about 6.45 p.m. Friday in the 400 block of Southeast 8th Avenue in Ogden on a criminal warrant. The teen was charged with four total counts of aggravated indecent liberties with a child, two total counts each of indecent solicitation, aggravated criminal sodomy, and lewd or lascivious behavior, and one single count of criminal threat. The teenager was booked into the Riley County Jail and later released to his parents on a $75,000 bond. Nearly 8,000 Evergy customers lost power in Manhattan Sunday morning. The official cause was not determined, but Evergy officials confirmed to K-Man that it was a failure within the Walters Drive substation near Tuttle Creek Boulevard. The Manhattan Fire Department was called out around 8.30 yesterday morning but found no fire. There were about 15 outages for about an hour, with all customers being restored by mid-morning. The 47th annual Flint Hills Home Show was held over the weekend at the National Guard Armory in Manhattan. Brad Hartenstein is the executive officer for the Flint Hills Area Builders Association and spoke about the event's purpose. Our organization started in 1977 and we are here for the betterment of the community, for our builders and to provide the right regulations and keep the over-regulations away from our building and provide safe and affordable housing. Those who came out got to visit with a number of vendors over the weekend. We have 95 different businesses here today. We also work with over 120 different businesses as we put this home show together during the course of this month. The home show wrapped up on Sunday. Local residents attended the Manhattan Library's annual book sale over the weekend as well. It was the highest turnout the library's seen in the past five years, according to employees and volunteers who organized the sale. Community Engagement Coordinator Bree Braun says there were also big spenders Friday night for the Manhattan Public Library Association members. Yeah, so we had a pretty big turnout. Um, I saw a few people getting as many as $200 worth of books last night. Past funds have supported purchasing artwork for the atrium, expansion of the children's department, and could help renovate other spaces in the future. The book sale funds go towards the programs that we have at the library, so anything as far as like summer reading to uh, volunteer opportunities we have available to our community as well. Several of the programs that we have are funded by what we make here, so it's really important that we hit it hard when we have the book sale. The book sale wrapped up on Sunday. 
There are now eight candidates who have filed for a seat on the Pottawatomie County Commission this fall. The commission will be expanding from three to five seats in November after voters approved expansion of the board in 2022. The county clerk's office website says that Charles Depew filed last Tuesday to be on the November ballot. He is a candidate for the newly formed District 5, which encompasses the northern portion of the county and will compete with Armand Bossy Jr. of Onega for that seat. Other candidates to file so far include former county clerk Nancy McCarter of Wamigo in District 2. In District 3, it's Bill Drew of St. Mary's and incumbent Greg Wright of Bellevue. Michael Kerwood of Wamigo and Hans Tessman and Gary Yenzer of St. George are the candidates in District 4, which is also a new district. Incumbent Commissioner Pat Wexman said he is not seeking re-election in District 2. The deadline to file for the election is June 1st. At this month's Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce annual meeting, there was a discussion of a new business park being looked at in Manhattan. Chamber President Jason Smith spoke about the idea recently on K-Man's In Focus is a blight on our community that we don't have a substantial business park to put new businesses in and feel like we have a good path finally on that and so hopefully in the next month or two we'll have have some really good information on that. New Chamber Board Chairman Jake Wassenberg went even further on the idea saying that a business park could drastically improve the city's low manufacturing numbers. Look at the economy in Manhattan there is one glaring weakness and that is we don't have a whole lot of manufacturing here. So the gross domestic product generated by manufacturing jobs in Manhattan is about 5%, which is about 70 to 80% less in communities like Topeka, Hutchinson, Salina. A new business park is one of three goals the chamber has identified for 2024. Good morning, I'm Troy Coverdale with your sports headlines at News Radio KMAN. Samaya Nichols scored 22 in leading Kansas past K-State yesterday afternoon in Lawrence, 58-55. Aoka Lee with 14 points. Taryn Sides added 11 for the Wildcats, who suffered their fourth loss on the conference season. Jeff Mitty's team saw the Jayhawks close on an 11-4 run. We had some players out there that were really struggling and uh, just not playing. You know, just yeah, just not playing real well. Not not a very good feel for things. The Cats now off until Wednesday night when they host Iowa State. Having taken out a month's worth of frustration against BYU on Saturday, the K-State men's basketball team has a quick turnaround to face West Virginia tonight at Bramlage. Arthur Kaluma scored a career-high 28 in Saturday's 84-74 win. I came out to play today, and I felt like I had a different aggression. And like Coach said, it's the little tweaks that we made in practice and the stuff that we had to lock in on that would give us a better chance of winning, and I feel like... The team as a whole executed it and it made my job easier. Kaluma, one of five players to score in double figures for Jerome Tang's squad. Art was really good today. He got We had a, a colonel come in and talk to us, and he talked about when you're going on a mission or anything that you're going to accomplish something, you got to have purpose, you got to know what your purpose is, you got to have passion, you got to have relentless violence. And I thought Arthur was, had re- relentless violence today. Tonight's tip at 6 with coverage at 5 on News Radio KMAN. Top 25 yesterday, number 3 Purdue defeats Michigan 84 76. Number 7 Marquette was an 88 64 winner over Xavier. And number 15 Creighton handled by St. John's 80 66. High school substate basketball action on the docket tonight. Area teams that will see play. Riley County is on the road to Rossville. St. Mary's plays host to Silver Lake. In 2A girls action, Valley Heights will host Republic County tonight. And Alma Wabuncie is at home against Jackson Heights. Owen Borma struck out 11 on Sunday as K-State claimed the final game of their weekend series on the Diamond, besting Holy Cross 5-4. Matt Walters was on the call yesterday afternoon on K-Man and has the recap. 
It was anything but easy for Kansas State over the weekend at Toynton Family Stadium. Kansas State gets out with a 2-1 series win after a 5-4 victory Sunday at Toynton Family Stadium. The Cats built a 4-1 lead, would lead 5-1, but Holy Cross would strike with a run in the 6th, the 7th, and 8th. K-State didn't score after the 4th. It wound up being enough. 5-4 again the final. Owen Borma, a much-needed win his first of the year. He threw 104 pitches in five and two-thirds, struck out 11. Kansas State offensively got multi-hit games from Chuck Ingram, Jaden Lobliner, who drove in three with his two-for-four performance. Daniel Rivera was also three-for-three in the ball game. Kansas State now four and three. Holy Cross two and four. No midweek games for the Cats. UMass Lowell in for three starting next Friday. Again, the Cats winners on Sunday 5-4 over Holy Cross. I'm Matt Walters, News Radio KMAN. Three Manhattan high wrestlers captured 6A state titles on Saturday while the Indians won the 6A boys team crown after having nine wrestlers medal. Ezekiel Witt at 113 pounds for the boys and Sage Rosario at 155 pounds for the girls capped unbeaten seasons with wins on Saturday afternoon. In this sport, you kind of expect those in those situations to take care of business and you know, you, they take care, they do what they do and they take care of business. And then, you know, you kind of have the others work their way, work their way along as well. But, you know, having, having those standouts is, is nice for both teams. Sean Bama says he and his wrestlers knew the title was theirs just minutes after Caleb Hutchinson finished his season with a title at 120 pounds. And we started doing the math and they would have to pin every one of their matches, win and pin to even tie us. Um, so we're optimistic. Uh, 126-pound weight class was Mill Valley's first wrestler, and they won by a decision. So at that point right there, so two matches after Caleb's exciting win, we realized that the closest they could get is within two points of us. A full recap of the weekend plus additional comments from Bombas can be found at newsradiokman.com. Daniel Suarez was hopeful but not certain he was the winner after the closest finish ever at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Then came the photo review. Suarez edged Ryan Blaney and Kyle Busch in what was a three-wide blur at the finish line to win a crash-filled NASCAR Cup Series race Sunday in Atlanta. The second career win in 253 Cup races for Suarez was the first on a speedway for him in his first win overall since June 2022 at Sonoma. PGA Tour rookie Jake Knapp lost a four-shot lead in seven holes, then held it together with a remarkable short game on Sunday to close to an even par 71, winning the Mexico Open and earning a trip to the Masters. Knapp overcame not hitting a fairway until the eighth hole and found only two in the entire round. The former UCLA player never lost the lead, but twice allowed Sami Valikimaki of Finland to catch him They were tied with six to play until Knapp took over, getting up and down on four of the next five holes, one for birdie.